You're listening to Cinema Geekly, with the hosts who bothered actually turning up for the show. And I'm their voiceover guy. I'm from Britain, where you can find the real Boston, New York and Newark. They're shitholes, but they're here. Yeah, I just, oh no, I was saying, like what I was telling you earlier, it's not, like, the camera shots were good, like... The way, like, it looks... So, like, the, the, pr- the production-wise, it was... Yeah, high. that's what I was saying. That's what I mean. Like, it was well done in production. Other than that... Like, Got it. Okay. That movie was so bad as a narrative. I, I yeah. don't, like... It, it... The bus literally went off the rails. Like, it just... When that bus flipped over, it just got even more stupid. Oh, my... Yeah, it, why kill the... Hu- it's like, what? Because <sighs> she's got to be with the coach, which is her real-life husband. That guy oh, only yeah, makes does. the cameo appearances as her boyfriend in movies. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. That's true. Ben Falcone. Yeah. Uh, the movie we're talking about right now is Pretty Ugly People. And it was a pretty terrible movie. Uh, that was our Parts Unknown that we had to do for this week. But we're all going to kind of lump it together on a side B. That's kind of why I went with a cold opening. Uh yeah, so cold. I didn't even know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, Aaron didn't even know. I think I started from where it says, uh, yeah, movie was pretty terrible. That's where I hit record. So, uh, no, I mean, it's just, a. I mean, it had Missy Pyle, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and uh, Allison Janney had two scenes where she tried to have sex with two different guys. Um,. You get to see some dong in it. Well, I mean, that's that. like that's like her wheelhouse, man. It's like you know, that's what she's relegated to these days. It's just like you know, the the sexy older woman, you know, throwing it at younger Wang. Yeah, but I feel like that should be Jane Seymour's, you know, role until she dies. Yeah, she could do it. Yeah. Oh, she still can do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could still do it. Um. No, it was just that movie was a mess. Uh. You had a guy who got a divorce because he had a tiny penis. Like I guess that was supposed to be laughable, but how terrible the movie was. I I don't think but I laughed at all. It's fucking sad, dude. It's like, it was oh sad. God. Just put that in divorce papers. Like that's fucked up. So uh, yeah. So put so, that shit in. Like it, she called that dude out on, on blast. Like you know the in the legal system. Like that's some fucked up shit. And man. then what's he do? He ends up with the his high school buddy's wife because. She can't stand how big her husband's dick is. Yeah. So he gets the girl with the small vagina. Yep. Um, I'm, we're not making this up. This happens in this movie. Yep. Uh, really and, does. And all, oh, this is also around the time where the George, where I thought they were going to be like, turn him around at the beginning. Like, okay, this is the guy she's going to be with. You know, like the guy who treated like shit, blah, 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 air of his ways. And then, they, oh, nope, he's gay. Yep, yeah. he, he he kisses the guy he called fag. Constantly, uh, he's a fag head. Yeah, he's a fag hag. You know, Melissa McCarthy's a fag hag. Uh, you know, this dude's a fag. And then out of nowhere, this dude who looks like a seriously coked out, uh, just road dude. I mean, my God, it, he looked barely alive. Like, whoever yeah, the fuck played this guy? I like, a, as an accountant, or a, I, I don't know that they did makeup to his face because the bags under his eyes look just like butt cheeks. Yeah, he they like were been doing monstrous. Oh my God, dude! He should yeah, be he, the Wolf of Wall oh. Street because that's how those people should have looked after all the drugs they did in that movie. I don't get in the cast too. I mean, tell me one person besides you know uh, Missy Pyle, you know who we've seen in. You know, fucking almost anything. Oh, and Octavia Spencer, she's and she Octavia. Well, has... well, now, well, only because the the cocksucker who wrote this thing also wrote the Help, 
Oh, really? Okay, I yeah. didn't... I and didn't directed that. it. Tate Taylor, whatever the fuck oh. his name is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, like, solid director as far as, like, how it should look. Horrible director for how a narrative is told. Like, that yeah, movie it, it just... it looked like a movie, but, man. <laughs> I just... Uh, it was like it would try to be too many different things. Like, it's an indie film that tries to be, like, this kind of raunchy, dark comedy... But also tries to be a really heavy tearjerker, and then it's about you know self discovery. Like it is. Well, and then it, then it's also about how blacks are represented in movies. When the white guy who's a hip hop producer tells the black uh, congressman's wife uh, cut out that ebonic shit as they're smoking, you know, they're smoking grass together. And then there's that weird scene where they're That's all just hot how spring, we talk. like kissing on each other. They're all naked. Uh, uh, what? Oh, and then the, the, the sex scene at the end, like the oh girl who becomes attractive has never had sex, so she's going to have sex with the guy who she still thinks is gay. And even and we're going to have to use the a, a lot of this language just because of it's said in it, and it is fairly jarring. Like, when she just straight up says, faggot. Like, I was like, I just kind of sat back like, whoa. Dude, like, how, I know, how out of context were, were, were them dropping the F-bombs like that throughout that entire movie? Like, the first time, like, you know, he called him a fag, I, I was like, holy shit. I was like, that, okay, this is, hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's this weird. kind of film. It's because this movie was made, like, what, six years ago. And just think about, yeah, like, it's still, it's the like, context of like, that. I, of I, I get it for shock value, but, dude, they, they peppered it in so much yeah, throughout this movie. But no, that's what I mean, though, is, like, probably when it came out, like, that's not a big deal, but, like, six years look where we are like how that word is used like it right it has that kind of shock value now just think just... how this season's drag race is going to look in five years <laughs> uh it was just the movie was a mess uh I, I i don't even know if calling it a mess is a polite way to do it it was it was so each scene was basically out of context to the next and it was almost as if each scene was directed uh, so you're telling from, me it's four from rooms? a different script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wishes it was four rooms. <laughs> yeah, it, it had no identity. It didn't know. Is it about sexuality? Is it about this woman who essentially tricked her friends into uh, believing she was dying so that they would come to Montana so she could lose her last four pounds in their company? It's like the whole, that's what the movie is about. For everybody who wants to know, it starts with a uh, Missy Pyle calls Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, a cartoon explanation that Missy Pyle used to be fat and all her friends were great. But then you go and you look at all our friends; they're all ugly old pieces of shit. Uh, and Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> so Missy Pyle convinces Melissa McCarthy, you know, oh, oh, I don't have much time, blah blah blah. So they all go to Montana to meet up together at some ranch, and instantly. Uh, the ranch hand is almost uh, beside himself that there's black people there that he's there to pick up. And he calls them the blacks. The blacks. Multiple yeah. times. Uh, it only landed on me. Like, and- the more he used it, the, I, that there were the few moments I did laugh, was the more he used it because it was just like the uh, – and family guy when they do the – ah, like it's right. it's so annoying. But then it gets to a point where it just works. And that, yeah. that's how that guy, that guy was so annoying. But then it gets to a point where it works. But and well, also at least he, he died like, at the end in a horrible, horrible <laughs> heart attack at the wheel of a bus accident. <laughs> what does he say? What, what is her name? I forget her name. And he's like, he calls out her name, looks up, puts his hand in there, and like, what? And immediately that bus just tumbles over, yep. and then kills the 
awful, awful husband who reads Ayn Rand. Like, I am so glad that he died uh, <laughs> when I, he busted that book out in the airplane. Dude, like, how fucked up. Like, I think one of the worst lines in the movie was when he and Melissa McCarthy are in the tent before she strips down and goes skinny dipping with the rest of the of the Hot Springs folks. Uh, when she's like, you realize we haven't had sex since June? He's like, yeah. He's like, and just think, Chris oh, is right around the corner. So you got that. It, he just goes back to reading his book. It's like, holy fuck, dude. It's like, what? what is this movie? Yeah, I think, like, out of all the actors, like, they're all kind of playing in the same field. This guy is... He was dark. Uh, he he was <laughs> he not... Was I don't dark. think he got the same script. Like, I, No I way. Mean, I mean, they all didn't get the same script because that it looks like they were handed each other notes and post-its. Oh, like, what a lump so of shit, this movie. Honestly, it's the worst movie we have yet to watch and will likely remain so for many years. Yeah, it was just... Oh, it dude. was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh at it now, but think back. It's like I just – I was watching this movie like how fucking long is this? It never ended. And then after like the bus, you know, you figure like, OK, a couple of people, couple of people die, you know, whatever. But then they catch you up. They catch you up. Melissa McCarthy is pregnant. Uh, they're all at a beach. With the coach <laughs> that she was cheating on her, which With is the, coach that she was, yeah. the, the strangest, the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. I mean, but then, I, I, but then Octavia Spencer was also at this beach reunion, even though she was divorced from the congressman who was not at the party. He was on a plane trying to bang Alice and Janney. Oh, that's because she's with the hip hop producer now. Oh, right, all right. But and then, uh, as a last way to say goodbye, Melissa McCarthy brings her dead husband's ashes with her as she's pregnant with the guy who she cheated on him with, and throws him out to sea with yeah. Missy Pyle. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> That is that is the end. No, it doesn't roll the credits. It t- cuts the animation again. It did for me, away. man. That's right. Check the fuck out. <laughs> I was done. Oh, oh man. how terrible! It was... and Tony's getting off light, not having to talk about it. You know what I mean? Because he's just no. I feel bad for him. He had to watch Do this. You? He had to watch this with no purpose. Oh, like that's God. what I was like when I had my voice kind of going yesterday. I was like, no, I did not just watch this hunk of junk not to talk about it. Like. I had to watch this movie because we're going to talk about it. I didn't just watch it and then not be able to talk about it. I didn't suffer through an hour. It was It's 99 minutes long. I didn't suffer through 99 minutes to not be able to comment on how crappy this movie was. Yeah. I mean, it was... It's bad. Like, it is... It's really bad. And then the guy, what, he made the help, like, what, a year later? Or two years later? Jesus. Yes. Oh, man. It was just... Ugh. It was just, and then like they talk about like uh, Octavia Spencer's like her, her blackness and stuff. I'm like, if he has such a problem with this on this trip, oh it's oh yeah that's right. He had a busted condom and got her pregnant. That's why he had right. Her. But that but that was like they made it sound like that was like ten years ago. Whenever he had to do that, like you, you think you would get the divorce and all that kind of stuff out of the way before you start running for Congress and all that kind of stuff. But he still won Senate on a divorce, so. Kudos to him, and now he's going to have Frank a Underwood might win president <laughs> off a divorce, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, never know. He's, he's not Frank Underwood. He's the, True. He's the guy that is on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody on Disney Channel when I was oh, a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just aged myself with that one. I'm like, yeah, barely. <laughs> uh, I, I really can't wait. I, I think we need to wait for Tony uh, before we, like, we even approach the, the you know a really in-depth discussion of the Ghostbusters movie, but I think that should definitely – 
we're putting it on the books right now. Uh, we'll try to get as many people from the regular regular podcast as we can uh, and get Aurora in on this one as too, where we all sit down and we talk uh, at, at great lengths about this Ghostbusters reboot and what exactly is going on with it and, you know, how we feel about it, how society is feeling about it. I mean, like, let's get let's get meaty in this fucker. Uh, well, I can tell you how society feels about it when I went to the convention and they had the official Ghostbusters people there for Dallas. Um, and when someone asked him about the new Ghostbusters remake, he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, the new one that they make with all female cast. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Just one of the Ghostbusters, like the Ghostbusters, like official fan club of Dallas. Like that is what the, that was his answer to that movie. Wow. Um, but yeah, we've, we've talked about it before. I mean, my no, stance I mean, is but, like, but, don't uh, do it just know, to do it. That's, yeah, that's, but, but that's exactly why they're doing it. They're doing it just to do it. And yeah. and, and Paul Fagg just, you know, God, oh, why do they keep giving this guy work? Who the fuck hires this guy to write and direct movies? I mean, honestly. Did you not like Bridesmaids? Uh, I like – there's a lot of things I like about it. None of them are Melissa McCarthy. Right. Well, because she was spaced out. Like she, she was peppered in and her scenes in that movie were funny because, you know, she was, you know, the, like the, the really rambunctious one out of the entire group. But there's a lot of funny women in that movie. Yeah, like Rose Byrne Rose was great. Burns Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Uh, Maya Rudolph. I mean, uh, you know, hands down, you know, it's super, super funny movie. But Melissa McCarthy, she's just too much on her own. She's too much to be a lead in a movie. Like it, it's way too much to well, deal with it. She's it it, it it's like now. watching fucking Jack. You know, when's the last time you watched a, a Jack Black led movie? She's like jack black it's just Bernie way the too much that oh wow that's that's a I, it, it's been a lot of years since i've watched a full jack but like jack black like, like movie. It, it's it's too much well yeah well there you go panda <laughs> too actually she is jack black but unlike you know the real jack black you know she's got paul fake who's just sh- trying to shove her down our throats oh i got a lot of issues with this guy i mean you know he he I think a, a large portion of the people who have a problem with the Ghostbusters franchise, unfortunately, are people who are just talking shit about it because it's a female-led cast. I mean, it's going to happen. There's dickheads everywhere, you yeah. know. Uh, but what he's ignoring are the vast majority of people are, are that are like, no, you know, you have no original fucking ideas, so that's what you're doing. You're just trying to, you know, you're making a movie just for the fuck of it. Well, he, he, he won't even address that whatsoever. You know, you know what? Every once in a while. Be like Brett Ratner. Be like, you know what? I'm making this movie because I want to make it. Go fuck yourself. At least you could respect that. You hate it, but, you know, it's got some balls. This guy is just trying to – he's just blowing smoke up your butt. You know, it, it's ridiculous. He is totally Woody Harrelsoning my butt right now. That's what he's doing. He is sniffing my pancakes as we speak. I just don't understand how Melissa McCarthy became this phenomenon. Like uh, her show was I, – I guess it was good, but – then it get canceled, and now it's like picked up by TBS or FX or something. Like, yeah, it's not I think, even I think it, it, it was a lo- it was around long enough to go to, into syndication, right? The Mike and Molly. Is uh, that what you're talking now, about? Now at this point, it's syndication, but it got yeah. dropped from CBS, and then another network picked it up. So there's that. Um, her movie Tammy tanked. The right. Heat well, I mean, did well, but I don't think the heat's because Sandra of her. Bullock. It's because yeah. of Sandra Bullock. And as great as everyone thought she is in Bridesmaids, like. It's because of Kristen Wiig. Like, I mean, she's she's awesome. I mean, yeah, she's like, it's the like best I said, because Melissa McCarthy was she was peppered in. It, it wasn't the entire movie. It, it's too much to deal with, man. You like, got to bring there, that there, shit in. There's a giant standout. I don't even remember what the movie's called. There's a giant standout at my movie theater, and it's a movie with her, Rose Byrne, Jude Spy. Law, 
Spy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not never gonna watch a trailer I'm for so, it. I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> I just see it and I'm like, I feel so bad for you, Jude Law. Like you had such a good role. Jason Statham too, man. Oh yeah, Jason Statham. He has like. Jude Law, you had such a good role in Grand Budapest last year. Like, I was hoping you would bounce back from it, not not revert to this. I mean, you know, he's got a baby's mama. You know, he's probably got some some bills to pay. You got to oh, yeah. this. Like, you know, they can't all be great movies. But I mean, yeah, it's oh. But I think Spy, it. you know, will definitely, you know, is for some people it'll redeem Paul Feig. Uh, you know, be, because I think it'll do well, you know, because Melissa McCarthy won't be the star of that movie. She's mixed in with, you know, a, a cast of a lot of people, you know, who moviegoers love to see. So Ooh, I think that movie could do this. well. It, it might not totally bomb, but it's not going to break box office. You know what I mean? But it, it'll be enough to where people would be like, maybe Ghostbusters will totally suck. But then, you know, it'll come out. It'll suck. But then, you know, according to them, the people behind this movie, we're all just, you know, misogynistic assholes. And we didn't see the movie or we didn't like the movie because it's women. We're not are we're not going to like it because it's going to be shit i'm also not going to like the fucking spinoff they're doing where they're taking supernatural and making it chris pratt and channing tatum yeah it's i i don't i don't under like the only good ghostbusters movies is, is the first one like the second one's palatable Right, and what is it about that first movie that that makes it good? It's not the script. You put you recast that movie with anyone else back in that day. Chevy Chase, you know, you, you fucking throw in whoever else. It would it would not be as beloved as what it is today. That movie worked, and it's still around today, and still loved as it is because of the cast, because of how well Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, uh, and Bill Murray. Excuse me, and Ernie Hudson kind of played off each other. I mean, they, they had such a good chemistry. And with Rick Moranis and, and Sigourney Weaver being the outsiders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the entire cast was – it was near perfect. I mean, you can't recreate that, and that's what they're trying to do. And it's just – you put anybody else in that movie back in that day, I don't think we're we're blowing up this controversy right now because, you know, not that not many people would love it as much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Bill Murray. I mean, he's the national treasure. Uh, yeah, who, who punches his wife. When he drinks too much, <laughs> he does a lot of things. He goes on his walkabouts when he's drunk and just meets yeah. people. Yeah, um, that I could mean, be potential for like you know a lifelong great story where either Beryl Murray punches you in the face or punches you in the face and then buys you a hamburger. <laughs> so you take your pick. So you're telling me he's the Joker? Like he'll either shoot you or give you a million bucks. He'll probably he might shoot be. you. But uh, I mean, uh, Friday Thirteenth happened this past weekend. Uh, not speaking Again. of horror movies, <laughs> yeah. So please check out Aaron's uh, YouTube video ranking the Friday Thirteenth movies. They're very funny. Um, if you don't like the just going through in the rankings, please, for love of God, just sit through it. Like, or just go to halfway through, and then <laughs> and it just turns great. Um, and we've had a couple ideas come out of this video. I, I still think the way Aaron should rank movies should be through dances. Yeah, well, I, I, I've got the I've got the China uh, twerk video ready to go. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I just That's I need fault. to see a movie bad enough like to warn it. But I mean, it's got to be good bad. I'm not going to waste it on the, the lump of shit we just discussed for however long. Uh, anyway, maybe, the next movie I see in theaters where it's like, oh, this is so terrible. I mean, like, yeah, full on. You're going to see me recreate the China video. I mean, it's what if it's the Avengers good. is bad? Like, I know it won't. Oh be. my god, dude! How how dare you? No, Jesus. but just think about it. Like, what would I happen? will not? I'm not even going to entertain that idea at all. <laughs> what would happen if that movie's terrible? Like, it just like what do you think that would do to the MCU? Like, do you think that they would eventually just become the new 
never-ending Transformers story. Like that. <laughs> as it, it, it could bomb critically, but it, as long as this thing's still turning a penny, which it will, because you know all kids just love seeing superheroes. That's uh, what I'm saying. They'll, they'll keep churning and burning. The never-ending Transformers story. That's yeah. what it would become. But I mean, you know, in my heart, they'll never truly bomb. I'll still watch them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, there's. I, Although Ant Man, you're on watch. That's <laughs> good. Um, we've got uh, our T-shirts. They're out. They're for sale. They're no longer fourteen dollars. They're in they're twenty. And Aaron bought one. And if you go on our Facebook page, uh, just search Cinema Geekly. We'll pop up. And then like us, and you'll see Aaron with her sweet T-shirts, the teal color, which I think is the same color my girlfriend bought her shirt in. So hmm. I was also the one I was looking at. No, I was going to get that color as well. And then I was like, oh. uh, no, nah, I'll get like gray or something, something manly. Drive around my truck uh, right. that I don't have. <laughs> so. No, I like them. Like, I, I love that design that Tony did. Yeah, it I'm is. It's fan. great. Uh, that's, that's what we got going on. For, that's what the ad's running through. So It's got that whole uh, kind of Saved by the Bell, like 90s, like, you know, odd geometric shape uh, design on it. Like Zach Morris's quilt. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> I'm just old enough to know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck you, Glenn. Yeah, it's on Nick at Night. No, I'm kidding. I, I got it live. I'm not that much of an asshole. Right. Uh, but no, uh, something I don't think we planned to talk about until I finished it at 1.30 this morning, which I'm going on three hours of sleep, or three hours total sleep the past, uh, I think, 48 hours now. Pretty close, 47 uh, is because I say that watching Netflix's series Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that was written by Tina Fey and holy hell and now before you judge me and call me a lazy piece of shit which I am like it's that's a valid argument and that's a valid statement to make about me uh, in my defense they are like 25 episodes long and I just didn't realize I had watched so many of them and by the time I got to like 10 I was like well I got three more I mean it's not going to kill me so, and as I understand, you watched this as well. Now, was it Ben that introduced you to this? Because I can't remember if it was you or Ben that mentioned it first. Uh, ben mentioned it first. Like I, I, I saw it advertised, and you know, it was Tina Fey, you know, producing it, and uh, you know, Ellie Camper. I mean, you know, the, the cast itself looked intriguing, and of course, you see anything with Tina Fey, you're going to get the first episode to watch. So, like, I had it in my queue, and then Ben started just blowing up uh, our little <laughs> office uh, chat, I guess, on Facebook. And so uh, we just ask him different British phrases. I think that's basically, yeah, I think today to was uh, was the genesis of the word "clunge," that apparently is spelled with a C. Yeah, apparently. For those of you curious. Uh, <laughs> So thank you, Ben, for that. Uh, yeah, so he started talking about the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, and as it turns out, uh, from what Tony was saying, is that it was or either Tony or Ben said this that it, it was made to be an NBC show or CBS, Which, one of those if two. If you watch it, it, it makes sense as NBC, just because absolutely because she's it, worked for like twenty years and and the it feels she like has it has a, it has a thirty rock feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Which it you know it, it's not you know and it, you know and, and nothing bad uh, by any means, but. Uh, it was supposed to be done for uh, NBC or CBS, one of the two. They didn't end up picking it up, so they went right to Netflix. And apparently it's done so well, they are in a rush uh, to production for season two, like essentially as we speak. Oh, okay. I See, I understood it as they were making 13, and then they were going to do another 13, like make a full 20 si- or 22 run or whatever. I understand that 13 plus 13 is 
26. 26. Uh, well, it's 26, like, in England. Here it might be 22. Probably. Well, well, well metric is probably, like, 29 is. and a half, you know, or jeweled. Uh, it's 30,000 rubies, rubles. 15, 15 hands, are, it'd be like 14 stones, which is like the same as a horse, so. So like 14 hands? Wait, that's a wine. I think it's eight eight episodes altogether. <laughs> By that math. Uh, it felt like eight episodes because <laughs> of how quickly. I, I can't differentiate episodes because I they're, they all happened. I got uh, through it too fast. I have no yeah. idea how many episodes I watched, but I loved every one of them. It was so funny. I it was yeah. funny because it started, and I was like, "Okay, this could be okay." Because you know, the, the Ellie Kemper, like she just plays that innocent so well, which is why we loved her in The Office. Oh, I'm 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 I miss seeing her like on stuff mm-hmm. now, just with this show. Yeah, uh, that's why I loved her in Twenty One Jump Street when she's that fucking teacher. Oh, and she <laughs> throwing it at Channing Tatum. <laughs> I don't. I mean, can you really blame her, her though? No, yeah. 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 Uh, but she just, you know, she plays it so well, and then it immediately turns into a songify. Like, their theme song is a songify, and it was just, I, when that theme song goes through, and it's super catchy, I, I oh, yeah, you, listen to you, it. You will not stop singing it for weeks. Uh, so I just, I just watched Unbreakable. it. Unbreakable. And it was just so great. Yeah, Unbreakable with, Ooh, it's a miracle. That women is tough! Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Sorry, everybody. It was just, and then Titus. I never heard of the guy. I looked him up. Like apparently, this guy's like a four-time Tony winner, Titus Burgess. You, uh, you can tell from his singing voice. Yeah, you can. And and he might be the greatest thing I've come across in 2015 so far. It, it it'd be hard. Like it, it, Carol Kane comes a close second. Like she's gonna. Well, reach, I discovered in 2014. Be, be, with <laughs> yeah, but, but between like this show and Gotham, she could like skyrocket to Betty Whitey and like mm-hmm. levels of popularity. Yeah, she's so good on the show. Then. Yeah, yeah. Except I mean, you know, she <laughs> she's held up pretty well. You know, she still looks you know essentially like what she did 20 years ago. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, uh, but. <laughs> So a couple of my favorite jokes. The the one that just kind of caught me off guard because I was I was paying attention, but I wasn't paying attention to the wording, which is something very important to Tina Fey is understanding the language because she delivers it. It's weird her writing style and her jokes play a lot like a British show, like British comedy. It's all about wordplay versus like I mean, there's physical comedy to it, yes, but it's it's more about how words are spoken and the way they are put together in a sentence is what, how the joke is effective. I don't want to watch no TV show that makes you think. <laughs> Give me some fucking ducks, a goddamn beard, and some woman cooking grits. Man, ain't no bad no fucking grits about Miss Gravy these days. We we moved on from that. Uh, which is have, you tried, have you had a chance to try poutine yet? A poutine? Yes, I've had poutine a few times. No, no sir, poutine. Poutine. What, what the hell is that? It's something they do in Canada. It's this. It's like a gravy they use for food. They put it on uh, French is it, fries. Is it like their version of hummus? Like if Canadians were it, it, okay, I, I would I would think put, calling poutine the Canadian hummus uh, is a very fair allegation. Okay, I'm just. I mean, I love hummus, so I'm. Yeah, it's hopefully a good thing. Uh, <laughs> so the Canadian hummus is poutine, like, and that's what I'll call it from now on. So thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But I just uh, one of my favorite. It just caught me off guard when I was the uh, when Carol Kane's talking about her husband, 
And I can't say the joke oh, because I butcher it. I, I can never say it the right way to where it just it, it's ultimate funny. I mean, you could just skim over it and just be like, oh, she. So Carol Kay's talking about how her, her husband was killed upstairs. <laughs> and he was like, you murdered him. He was like, well, it, he was. Uh, he, or my husband was murdered because he was black. He's like, you murdered him. He's like, well, he came into my bedroom at night. It was the 70s. What was I supposed to do as a white girl? Like, it was just. Like, it was the greatest thing I heard. And there's so many of those jokes. I mean, especially Jane Kowalski from 30 Rock. Like, she just plays uppity bitch so well. And just her backstory is the greatest thing ever. Oh, Mainly because God, yeah. I love the actor who plays her father. Like, I always, like, why can't he be in things where he isn't just a casino guy? Like, he is so cool and freaking and the Sopranos. And yeah. Sopranos. And I just, uh... It bugs me that he's not in lot uh, in more stuff, but man, yeah, Drink Drink Krakowski, she is really good in the show. Yeah, they're, they're all good. I mean, even yeah, that little snot nosed fifteen year old girl. She's her... twenty. Oh, she's twenty. Yeah, googled it. Oh, okay. Not well, creepy at all. No, her. <laughs> well, okay. So there's a show on ABC, Secrets and Lies. Okay. With Ryan. Uh, Philippe and Julia Ryan Lewis. Philippe. How's he holding up these days? What's he look like? I've seen like 20 minutes of the show. And I, but I mean, I, did, does he still look good? Did he hold up or oh, did he age oh, terribly? Yeah, dude, he, he like, he looks the exact same as he does in Cruel Motherfucker. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Uh, him and Reese Witherspoon, they must have just like made some kind of blood pack when they were married to stay young forever. Uh, but I don't know, man. She She's pretty brave. Did you see that movie where she didn't wear makeup? You yeah, that's, that's what's in our ad is hashtag so brave. You're so brave. Uh, oh, is it really? I yeah. That. That's awesome. Uh, but so <laughs> in the show, like he, his wife, and then he has a daughter. And I saw her and they're like, oh, she's 16. I'm like, there's no fucking way that girl is 16. There's no way. Because I had seen her in something. Like, I What's the name of the show? Uh, Secrets and Lies. It's, okay. it's interesting. It, basically, it's Gone Girl, but instead of it being his crazy ex-wife, it's... Uh, a neighborhood kid that was actually oh, murdered Jesus. by, which is actually murdered by his. Oh wait, no! Don't spoilers, yeah. man. Let, let me watch this fucker. That sounds great. Yeah, okay, who really am good. I looking up here? Uh, I forget. I don't know her name. Indiana Evans. I think so, but she's like twenty five. Like she's oh, older yeah, she's than 25. me, and playing a girl nine years younger than her actual age. I was just I. Was, I'm always dumbfounded whenever they start doing that, which means they're going to try and do something Girl named sexy. Indiana from Australia. Yeah. Huh. That must be their favorite state. There's got to be a, a, there's got to be some chick named Texas just roaming around Blackpool right now. Oh, right? there's a Lexus, Texas. There's a Lexus. Well, but I mean, there's got to be someone She's named a, Texas out there somewhere, right? Well, yeah, um, I would imagine. Like with a proper first name, not like a porn name or anything. Oh, like okay. That. Well, that is her porn name, so. Well, I don't think Indy is Indiana Evans. Is she a porn star? No, no, no. She's but, a singer. Oh, okay. See, well, but the chick named Texas is a porn star. Yes, I believe. Oh, so. everything's bigger in Texas. So does her vagina have some sort of like TARDIS powers where it's bigger on the so it penis is just expanding there like exponentially? Yeah, or? that guy from Pretty Ugly People would have a problem with her vagina. Who's who? Oh, that's right, the little dick guy. Oh, that movie was so sad. Um, but speaking of Indiana, so Kimmy Jones? Schmidt, <laughs> sorry, I tried to do such a good segue and you just, you, no, you had, you were there, man. I'm with you. Okay. Let's set it up again. Uh, oh, Indiana porn star, Texas. 
Yeah, speaking of Indiana, so in Kimmy Schmidt, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which automatically makes me Damn want to watch the movie Unbreakable. Uh, Wait, one more time. Porn star Texas, blah, blah, blah. Uh, speaking of Indiana, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So she's in her bunker where she's held by a reverend. And I don't want to spoil the guest stars. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> except for one, which is Martin Short, because you won't know it's Martin Short unless you're oh, looking God. for him. Yeah, Dr. Framp. Framp. <laughs> he fucking pitches his face together to understand him. Uh, I love Martin Short. Yeah, 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 God bless him, dude. Things. Jesus, he he's just so good. Like, you know, they... All these quirky little roles that, you know, he fits in like an Arrested Development or this show. The guy is going to live on forever already just from his body of movies, you know, not to mention all the stage stuff and, you know, the books, everything like that. But these little fucking characters he gets in, they just stick in you. And, and yeah. this new one here, if you guys uh, who have seen the show know exactly who we're talking about. Oh, he he's just, just he so priceless. Up, he shows up on a TV show where he's maybe on set like, what, six days? And yeah. he just like makes a character so fully formed. And then you never get to see him again. Like I hope, I hope right. we get to see Doctor from for uh, more <laughs> with with Jane Kowalski's surgeries to turn herself into not being oh um, my what God. she is, which is just that was just so great. I think for me, uh, Nick Kroll was a, was oh a close gosh. second for favorite guest star yeah. on, on the series. He plays a the cult uh, leader spin class, like a cult leader. Yeah, a cult leader spin <laughs> spin class. Oh. it's a real thing and it was funny because like as they do it like of course you know you actually see him cycling up there but what they did with the lights and all i'm like i could you know i i know like this is all bullshit because you could tell he's actually cycling earlier but i, but I, I want to believe that they, that may have also been fake when i was shown <laughs> uh and then moving up to the first row and being on the beach and abandoning the beach because of the people you were in the bunker with. Also, okay, so we can talk about... So, basically, Kimmy Schmidt is this girl who was kidnapped in the 8th grade and was put in a bunker for 15 years. And Correct. she is set free. That is how it opens, is with them getting set free. And mm-hmm. she was two other girls that are around her age, one of them being in school with her. Uh, one of them gets Stockholm Syndrome. And, and then the maid. And then the maid that was ordered, that was ordered <laughs> to come clean the bunker from Happy Maids. And she just got locked down there for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't learn any English. Yeah, you know, uh, it sounds like we shouldn't be giggling you describing the plot, but it's so funny. It is so funny. I uh, just like when then they like when you first see the first bunker shot, it looks like one room, and then they add tunnels to the side. Like, wait, there oh, were tunnels God. in there? And like, oh yeah, because it wasn't in the pilot. Uh, but and you just see them; they just move through bunker to bunker like hamsters like gerbils yeah they're just crawling around like <laughs> mice mystery crane yeah. and it was oh, just man. and then like the but the Jankowski's little stepdaughter the little snot-nosed kid that like had all, all her all her friends do drugs and like have sex with cardiologists and try to get them divorced when they visit them in the Hamptons like just oh man it was and then the kid instead of she thought he wanted a superhero party, but he wanted a supervillain party, so he got to beat up Titus in a knockoff Iron Man costume. Like, it was just... It was just too good. Oh, man. That show was the greatest. Carol Kane, uh, they give her some of, like, the best lines of the entire show. She is the Pam of this show. Like, how Pam is to Archer. Like, she is... She is their Pam. 
That's a okay. Yep, I'm, get, I'm, I'm into that. She gets the best lines. Well, I mean, okay, Archer. I would say that Krieger, like pound for pound, gets the best lines in Archer. But uh, man, that, that that show was just it was too good. I I can't believe I finished it so quickly, and I immediately want to watch it again. Like, it was just oh, so I already fun. started again. I, I'm, I'm halfway through it for my second go around already. When did it come out? It came out like what a month ago or so? Like I not even that. I think like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I don't feel so bad. I thought maybe I was behind a little bit, but no, no, you're you're, you're trendy enough to be considered a hipster if you wanted to wear proper glasses and flannel. Oh, I mean, I am going to a uh, indie rock concert and uh, festival thingy all day event in April. Oh, that sounds yeah. Yeah, Modest Mouse can be there. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And the Are they indie though? Like, well, I mean, oh, uh, Offspring can't be indie though, right? Well, no, they're like you know, you gotta have somebody noticeable as a headliner. Um, was, was real big fish busy or something? <laughs> yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish broke up. <laughs> well, um, he's a country singer now, isn't he? Like he and uh, Darius he and Rucker, the, he and the dad from uh, from Honey, I Blew Up the People. Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's a country singer now. Rick Moranis retired because of his wife being. Well, dead. She died. No, he, he retired from acting for that, but he's a country singer. No, he's not. Bullshit. Uh, I, bull true, dude. Yeah, he is. He's a country singing uh, motherfucker. No, he better be in Spaceballs too. That's all I know. Are they doing Spaceballs too? I, I know they talked about it. Because Ben was like, oh, buddy, hell, Spaceballs too, yay. Oh, pl- please do the rest of the show as Ben. <laughs> Um, I don't think I'll get Ben kisses anymore if I did the rest oh, of the show. As ben. You might. Uh, in some very breaking news, Kevin Smith has announced that he is working on Mallrats 2. So apparently him just making that last film and that was it has moved on to him being like, well, okay, I'll do Clerks uh, 4 and then Mallrats 2 and then I'm making these two for me and then really that's it. But, I mean, that's good news because I'm sure Jeremy London – uh, has a house payment. So, yeah. Another kind of tidbit I, I liked seeing this is uh, Alexandria Desplat is going to do uh, Star Wars fuck? Rogue One. He's what was that name? Alexandre uh, Desplat is probably what it is. Well, that is that is fancy as shit. Well, he is from sure. France. Uh, uh, he is doing the score to Star Wars Rogue One. You may have known him as the recently, the recent winner of Best Original Score for Grand Budapest Hotel. I believe is what he won it for this year. Or it was the Invitation Game. One of those two he won it for. So, Alexander Desplat. Yep. I think if he was a, an American porn star, that would be how he would. Alexander Desplat. Like, Desplat. You know, Desplat. Like, that would be it. That would be how he would pronounce it, I think. That's how I would pronounce it. That's how I'm gonna pronounce it as Alexander Desplat. Desplat. You gotta, but you gotta be like, Bleh. like so you make it sound like you're French at the end when like you're actually spit. spitting at the end. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Except you're spitting out of your other hole. Oh, the dick hole that is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> this is off topic, but I think the whole thing's been off topic. But we're, we're talking about geek stuff, and, and I saw this. I think, and we're geeks, so uh, three hours ago. Apparently NASA is is testing. I, I didn't get to read it yet. Oh, the Star Trek engine? Fuck yeah, dude! They made a goddamn warp drive. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> but 
that's never going to get passed because Ted Cruz they go into space is nonsense. Where him and Greg it'll be Abbott's, like Interstellar, man. NASA will just move to an underground field somewhere, and you know, yeah, that's how it should. We'll get McConaughey and we'll go handle some shit. I would gladly go to space with McConaughey if he called me slick the whole time. Oh my! I would follow him anywhere. Shoot to a straight <laughs> slick. Okay, we haven't talked about Interstellar. We 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 come over it simply enough. We got time to fill. We can, we can talk about Interstellar. I, how many times have you seen it now? Three. Okay, I've seen it twice. Um, the first time I saw it in IMAX, and it was just that's she, that, that shot that you get where uh, Saturn, and, and you and then you see oh, what the fuck is their spaceship name? It's, it's not Icarus because that's that's Planet of the Apes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it might have been. Uh, I think it might. I think their name of the ship was Nefertiti. No. Yeah, it had to be. <laughs> no. Jenkins? No, I think it, it was, was Nefertiti, and then the robot on there was Jenkins. That was the first robot. No, there's Tars, and and then Jenkins. No. Was there a Jenkins? No, there wasn't a. It was Tars. What was the other one? It started with a C. Colon. Deep Diver. Deep, yeah, Deep Diver. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? That can't be right. No, am I, no, am I making you're that wrong. up? Oh, I was. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Mm. <laughs> There's no deep diver. It's not. Is that what they called it? No, it's not. This isn't the honor among men. That's it's not that stupid. Robert Stargate. De Niro and they called King the James ship Stargate, and then the robot on there was Spader. In honor of James Spader. I wish James Spader voiced one of the robots. That would have been really cool. But he's already well, doing he's, another. He's doing Ultron. Yeah. Uh, but what was the name of the ship? That it had to be Nefertiti. No, it wasn't. No, it was like. I want to say it's Nefertiti. I really do. No, it was like, it was just something bland, like Discovery, Hope. And then they named a black hole Gigantuan, or Gigantua. And they wanted to go to a... That's, that was my only problem, was uh, the place we were going to find home was next to a black hole. Like, I, let's not go there, guys. Uh, <laughs> that that might have well, been a bad idea. Well, but in, in the timey-wimey sense of it, you know... The other us's could make it go away. That's true. Well, the, the other us's did make it go away. Yeah. Because they made that wormhole. That yeah. Man, that movie. Oh, it, it's so fucking great. Just thinking about it, I'm starting to get like that feeling where it's like, you know, you you can just feel tingly. It's like, oh, my God, that's it's just I, so amazing. That's what I wanted to win best uh, music score because I thought. It oh, should have won best everything. How the fuck did McConaughey not even get nominated for that? Oh, my God. It's a tough year, man ridiculous dude well okay i saw american sniper that movie was fucking dog shit why didn't you like american sniper because you you know it was, you're a veteran did you see it i'm yeah, a veteran was, yeah you know but man it was just a bad movie but you know you're not the only veteran i've heard say that uh a, a couple of veterans i don't they they hated that movie yeah i know i know a few um i, I don't but then again okay. you know i know who I, I you know since i live uh in michigan uh you know, I mean, there's a lot of people around here where it's like, you, know, you goddamn run fucking American Sniper yet. You know what I mean? They're just, oh, oh, you that, think you have are. that up there. You're talking about a movie that was made by made about a sniper from Texas. <laughs> what do you think? Everybody, uh, I had a lot of people here that they just said it'd be I can't believe that American Sniper that win Best Picture. I'm like, did you see Birdman? Oh. Like, no, then shut the fuck up. Um. 
I don't, I don't think, know how you could have watched American Sniper and thought it deserved to win best. Oh, it was it was bad. Bradley it was Cooper not a good was movie. Good in it. Um, Bradley Cooper was good in it, but you know what? Jason Momoa was good in Conan. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was nominated for best picture. Yeah, Clint, Clint Eastwood is showing his age. Uh, oh my! Thank you. There it are things felt like he, you were watching an old man tell a story. Yeah, he like he tried to skip over. Okay, famous line from El, Elmore Leonard is he said in his books he cuts out the stuff that he doesn't think people are going to read, which is why his books are absolutely amazing. Clint Eastwood cut the things out that we needed to read and we needed to see in this film, <laughs> such as his wife's perspective on things. Oh, my God. Um, instead of only focusing on him. But I did like the fact that we focused mostly on his tours and then shortly seeing how his personality changes each time he came home. I well, enjoyed but then that. Even in the but... tours, though, I mean, like, half, half the stuff that the movie reports he did on his tours, like, you know, he didn't do. Like, you know, they made shit up, you know, based oh, upon yeah, the shit that he made up that. in his book that was all made up. It's like, oh, fuck, dude. What? Yeah. Um, but it... Yeah, it let me remind you know he was sued successfully by Jesse the Body Ventura for defamation. Yeah, that says a lot about this dude's character, man. Like you know, not anything, not taking anything. You know what he did. You know while he was there. You know I'm you know, very much a heroic. You know defended our nation. You know, uh, hey, there's but, bad but people damn, everywhere. Dude. Um, yeah, you know what? You could you could you could be you know a hero and a great warrior and a defender and still be a fucking terrible writer and a liar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know you. I've I've seen Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I mean, do talking to Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, children. Yeah. How do you do it? Well, it's easy. I just don't lean them as much. Oh God. <laughs> just like now, I want to go watch Full Metal Jacket. It's the best two-part short films I've ever seen in my life. Um because they're two it, very different movies. <laughs> it, going back to American Sniper, I know how people are making a big deal about the uh, the fake baby thing. It looks pretty terrible. It, it is terrible, but really, why the first time when he went to go bang? Why did he? Cl- why did they close the bedroom door? She lived alone in an, in an apartment. They were in alone together. But when he picks her up and hulks her to the bedroom, he closes the bedroom door. What is that? I just. Happen, I guess. I don't know. No, that's bullshit. I, th- th- that's just that's piss poor okay. storytelling. How opinion. is your bed positioned in your house? Do you have your bed to where you, if you wake up, you face the door? Yes. That is an that is an instinct that we have because of when we lived in caves, we needed to face the door in the entrance because of intrusion. It's shutting a door, going to your bedroom, is something you've done since you were a kid. Yeah, but he he literally had the girl in his arms. He was getting ready to. To go, you know, plow the field. Yeah, he was going to destroy he, a Cobra Commander system. He, he was going to call a jihad down on her vagina. <laughs> holy war. A holy war, yeah. He was going to christen with He was going to take water. his Patriot missile, ba- missile battery right into her bunker. <laughs> Walls of Jericho. And that's how we do things in America. Um, Did you say Walls of Jericho? <laughs> yeah. See, now, automatically in my head, uh, I'm going right to Y2J. Oh, yeah, that's what I think. And then the next thing I make is the Iron Man uh, casino game, the slot machine. because Again. Yeah, well, see, the slot machine, uh, what happens is if you get the wall, it's basically if you just get Robert Downey Jr., the bonus comes up and he does the Walls of Jericho and all those goddamn fucking missiles crash all over the fucking screen and they turn everything wild. Except for See, Robert Downey now, Jr. Now races. in my head, all I'm seeing is Robert Downey Jr. putting somebody in the walls of Jericho. <laughs> As this character I, I, from I Tropic think, Thunder? 
Well, but no, as Sherlock Holmes, like I think in his next movie, <laughs> he should put someone on the walls of Jericho. Oh, show. but they have to do like the slow, the slow inner dialogue that he has about how he gets that guy into the walls of Jericho. Right, because it's kind of a long move. I mean, it takes like, a long his time inner monologue. He's yelling, "Tap, tap, like tap, like you know, at like you know, to the guy as he's doing it to him." I think that would be his inner monologue for Who that. Who do you want him doing this to? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's Sherlock Holmes. Why? Why couldn't he go against Jesus? You know what I mean? I mean they're both, they're I both feel, fictional detectives. I feel like he, I was kind of going to go there the same way of being like, well, his power deduction, I guess he would have just, that's his way of like mind wrestling him is proving that he's not real. So when he gets in the tap house, <laughs> that's made up. Uh, I'm into that. There we go. Well, you know what? Uh, roll credit, sir. Yeah. Um, so top directed of the bo- by Tate Taylor. <laughs> top of the box office. Uh finishing at number five is Chappie with five point seven million. Uh Focus, the Will Smith, Margot Robbie, uh doesn't go full frontal, unfortunately, movie. Uh, not to be four. Accused, not to be confused with autofocus. <laughs> yeah. The terrific or, Ray Kinnear movie. Or Focus Features. The movie that's making the ESPN movie. Or the company that's making the ESPN movie. There's an ESPN movie? Yes, it's coming out. It's based off of a book. It's a guy, uh, It's a really good book. I've read it. Is it's, it based off the TV show by any chance? It's based off the TV show ESPN. <laughs> it's all the fuck wrote a book about ESPN? Oh, my God. No, no. It's it's really fascinating. Man, those are some I, I, shit I, bags. I, that I don't think it place. could be. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's just like quotes, and they just like go through the years of things that have happened. Holy crap. Like There's certain, there's certain things in there that push Wolf of Wall Street limits of craziness. In the uh, ESPN book? Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, there's some... I mean, it's just like, like you're up there in Bristol, Connecticut, there's no one to talk to, and it is just like, you know, everybody's having sex with each other, doing drugs with each other, drinking with each other, going to AA together. Like, it was, man, wow. holy crap. Man, ESPN in the 80s was apparently a hoot. And huh. now I'm 75 years old. Uh, number three, uh, The Kingsman, The Secret Service, at 6.2 million. I gotta get out and see that shit. Uh, the Liam Neeson, Ed Harris movie, Run All Night at 11 million. And a movie I helped bring up to number one, uh, Cinderella at 67.9 million. And I really enjoyed hmm. it. I don't care. It was. I hate when. The biggest complaints I've seen about this movie are it has too many bright colors. And her dress is unrealistic. I'm like, well, it's a fairy tale, and it's all about colors. So what the fuck were you expecting to happen? Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Hmm. I have a review coming out for it. I gave it four geeky glasses. Um, you can read I it brace. if you want to. If you, um, There's a little bit of harsh criticism that I want everybody to take with a great assault, because mostly I'm kidding. I'm just doing it to be a contrarian, because I've read Paradise Lost too many times. So, uh, there's that. Uh, any any closing thoughts, Aaron? I don't want to do uh, Netflix roulette this time. Oh, n- no. Yeah, we have to. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to. I, I'm, I'm not having... But it's technically like, not canon. I'm not having the fucking taint of, of that fucking shithouse movie we had to watch on my... You know, we need to get something new, like, uh, immediately, sir. Oh, well, okay. So, you also watched... 
five minutes of Zombie Nation, which apparently, according to oh. Anthony, is like a four-hour movie. Oh, my God. It was so long, man. Fuck. Oh, fuck. It was terrible. It, <laughs> what I'm happened to sure. the five minutes you watched it? Okay. The five minutes I watched spanned the entire movie because uh, I, I – Netflix fast-forward. I would stop for a second and be like, nope, this still sucks. And then, oh, God, it's terrible. I, I just did that for the whole movie. Uh <laughs> the people who made it are decidedly not American, but uh, they were trying to be like you know trying to be American in this movie that was obviously filmed in California. It's about this cop and his partner who just drive around. Essentially, the, the really aggressive older cop uh, just really hates women. You know, he's like, "Oh, you pull this bitch over," you know, and "Oh, you, you so fucking." Like I mean, he Matt just Dylan in the movie Crash. <clears throat> He, he would be – Matt Dillon would be a delight compared to this guy. Like he pulls him over and he's like, oh, what? Who shut your mouth, dumb bitch? And like he just for no reason just harangues these women into, the, into their cop car, drives them to a warehouse, makes them get out, makes his partner stay in the car, takes them up to this room with a really nice little oriental rug, tortures them, murders them, leaves. Uh, and then his partner's always like, oh, where'd she go? And he's like – the other cop's like, oh, I just let her go. She ran away scared, blah, 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 dumb bitch. And then he just does this throughout the entire course of the first, like, fucking three hours of the movie. Uh, and then somehow, I don't know how, I don't know why, uh, seven or six of his victims come back to life. But they're not, like, brain-eating zombies. They're just themselves. Like, they just wake up and they just have dark circles under their eyes and, you know, slashes on their necks. And instead of, like, going after him to haunt him, they all just kind of hang around uh, – plotting to to like you know to get to get back at him instead of just going they're zombies just go fucking murder the guy but anyway uh and i don't know how the movie ends because at that point i i just i, I fast forwarded right to the end and i held fast forward even though it got to the end of the credits and the very last thing was up i held down fast forward for a good another three minutes because i just wanted to get away from that movie and then I got to watch Pretty Ugly People. Yeah. So that's how the that's how randomizers are going. We've gotten a pretty ugly, awful movie with Melissa uh, McCarthy. A- after the one about Afterlife was uh, was pretty good, and then Go. I liked Go. Yeah, the, it's Second Life. God damn it! Jesus. What I say? You said Afterlife again. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I wish we watched a movie about what happens in the afterlife. And we Maybe we'll see- get one this time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll just get the movie Afterlife with Liam Neeson. Do you have the thing pulled up? I have it pulled up. All right. Anybody who doesn't yeah, know, do at this point, we do a Netflix random movie. So anything on Netflix uh, has a rating of 1 to 5, uh, an IMDb rating of 0 to 10, and is made from the years 1900 to 2015 fits this criteria. So uh, basically any movie made up that is on Netflix. And I'm going to... So if I'll do a recap. We've had an indie car movie. We've had White Rush with Judd Nelson and Trisha Helfer. Oh, <laughs> I <forgot> that. <laughs> uh, we've had Life 2.0, which was good. We had Breaking Bad, but we've all seen it, so we had to skip it, unfortunately. I know. Uh, If we get, like, Wolf of Wall Street, I'm just going to say we'll talk about it, because there's a lot you can talk about in that movie. And the last one we got was Pretty Ugly People with a bonus movie of Zombie Nation, which I I just did not want to watch. We may need to do a a bonus palate cleanser, you know, just just in case this next movie turns out to be, you know, the drizzling shits. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to hit go. And yep. we got... Bingo, bango. 
Uh, we've got uh, the movie. Hold on, Brawler. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's eighty-four minutes long, so it's not that. Who's long. in it? Uh, Nathan Grubbs, Mark Center. Wait, hold on a second. Is this just a fucking documentary? No, it's action adventure. Sidelined by an injury occurred while protecting his brother, underground fighter Charlie feels betrayed when his <laughs> when he finds his wife having sex with his sibling. Fueled oh, by mean... rage, Charlie plans to return to the ring to fight his brother to the death. Oh, what? Apparently, it has a Netflix rating of three. Wait, does it really say to death? Yes. Oh, I'm in love with that. And it has an IMD rating of three point nine. Oh, this is going to be fucking So, just to let everybody know, we're seeing the 2011 movie, Brawler. The poster rivals enemies, brothers. And then the one dude's, like, kicking the other guy in the face with his shin, so... What? (laughs) I cannot wait to watch this. I hope it's good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The guy who wrote it is the guy who's starring in it. You know what our, our cleansing palette movie is? Yes. Uh, it's a TV show. So we would have to watch the pilot. Okay. <laughs> and it's 2000 Gilmore Girls. Oh, I don't want to watch that. No, I've seen it too many times because of my three older sisters. I'm good. It's so off the list. Yeah. Okay. So, everybody, we're seeing 2011 Brawler. Uh, thank you for downloading the Cinema Geekly podcast. But did you hear me? The guy who wrote the movie is starring in the movie. Oh, dude, that's great. Yeah. All good action movies that involve a ring, if they directed it and star in it, it's automatically good. And, wow, and he hasn't done anything since. I think Hollywood officially said, you know what, that's enough of you, fucker. <laughs> they put him out. That's All oh, this poor guy. So like us on Facebook, download the other shows. Uh, we've got Cinema Geekly Premium. Which is a little slow right now because of the TV shows kind of going on hiatus, but we still got Better Call Saul, uh, and then the Flash and Arrow comes back because of Flash and Arrow coming back. So there's that. We got this incredibly flawed. God damn it! And Anthony commented on how the fact that you and I butchered this so bad. Exceedingly derisive. It's horribly flawed and incredibly decisive. Incredibly indecisive. No, decisive. There's indecisive. Oh, it is decisive. I was just indecisive on what it was called. Ex- exceedingly flawed and incredibly decisive. Horribly flawed and incredibly decisive. I don't think that's right. I like your version better. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Because <laughs> whatever I call it that day is whatever the, the fucking show is called. All right. But again, thanks for downloading. What's like the next? Do we have the next topic for that one picked out anyway? Do you have any ideas yeah, for that? Yeah, yeah. We're doing Tarantino films. Oh, love it. Let's yeah. do that one soon. I know, I can't wait for Pulp Fiction not to win. Because <laughs> I hate that movie. Spoiler. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, The Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 